Hi, this is Brett and welcome to the Carpenters Union. You know, as a child, did you ever receive tough love from your mom or dad? Well, I'll never forget it. My senior year in high school, my grades began to slip a little bit. And it was mainly because when I got home from school, I turned right around and went out and hung out with my friends. My dad had to lay down some tough love, lay down the law per se, and make sure that I had my work done before I went back out. I did not like that rebuke at the time for sure, but looking back on it, I'm glad he was tough on me because my grades did improve, which further ensured my chances into getting into college. Well, in the latter section of Joshua 17, Joshua has to give out the hard exhortation to the people of Manasseh, but we will learn a method, a godly method of doing it that should revolutionize how we should be as leaders. So let's dig into the Word of God, shall we? Heavenly Father, we ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom and understanding. In your precious name we pray, amen. Continuing on this topic of tough love, I know as a parent, it's definitely hard to dish out tough love. I'll never forget my oldest son, Brett Jr., he was having a bit of an attitude and he was kind of struggling with some teenage rebellion. He really needed to blow off some steam. So I actually told him to go out into the backyard and I pointed out a stack of wood between two trees and I told him to transfer every log between two other trees. He really needed it. He really needed to blow off that steam and it was some tough love. He didn't want to do it at first, but when it was all said and done with, he felt much more decompressed and felt a lot better and he was much more agreeable. Yeah, it's not easy, but the hope is that lessons are going to be learned and the fruit would be produced later on in years. So when we pick up here in Joshua chapter 17 verse 12 it says, but the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. Later however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. Continuing in verse 14, the descendants of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, Why have you given us only one portion of land as our homeland when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? In other words, they were saying of themselves, We're big and we're really important. Perhaps some of us think like this at work. Boy, I should be running things here. Some of us might even be thinking like this at church. Boy, I should be in charge of these ministries. I should have more leadership responsibilities. I have this or that quality and that qualifies me. Maybe some of us might even say, I'm entitled to my own way. Not good attitudes for sure. Continuing in verse 15, Joshua replied, if there are so many of you, and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out the land for yourselves in the forest where the Perizzites and Rephaites live. Joshua's response is priceless. Go do something. If you are as big and as important as you say you are, then prove it. Go, conquer something. Climb that mountain where the wood is, where the pockets of tough resistance still remain. Do something about your situation instead of claiming a false sense of entitlement that you think it's your right. In ministry, 
maybe we should humble ourselves and offer ourselves to help out in some low position. Maybe be a part of the clean team, be a part of the ushers, maybe change the diapers in the nursery. At work, maybe start mentoring others as a means to develop your ability and skills to relate and manage other people. Maybe taking on a special project for the manager. In my business, we call it a side dish as a means to be recognized and to differentiate yourself. Again, go climb your own mountain and chop your own trees. Hmm. I'm actually reminded about another mountain where there was wood. I'm thinking about Calvary and the cross. You know, get to know Jesus. Climb that hill of Calvary. Fix your eyes on him, the author and perfecter of your faith. Experience him. Learn of his nature. He was meek and lowly, yet he was still a king. Matthew chapter 20 verse 28 said that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If we take on more of his nature, we will find ourselves doing exactly what Joshua was exhorting the people of Manasseh to do. As we continue in verse 16, the descendants of Joseph responded, It's true that the hill country is not large enough for us, but all the Canaanites in the lowlands have iron chariots. Both those in Bethshan and its surrounding settlements and those in the valley of Jezreel. They are too strong for us. <laughs> kind of like I did to my dad when I pushed back when he was giving me that tough love. Well, we always tend to push back on rebukes. But, but we can't, we would say. It's still not enough, and it's still too hard. You know, like them, we tend to want life handed to us on a silver platter. Continuing in verse 17, Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, Since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forest of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish, and take possession of its farthest corners. And you will drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. Joshua said earlier, chop down the trees and apply yourselves. Necessary toughness of a father telling them to grow up, right? But then he pivots and gently reminds them of their greatness already. Encouragement lest a defeated attitude and fear creep in. You will be given more. You will occupy the hill country. You will drive out your obstacles even though they are strong. Folks, this is leadership at its best. Fatherly tough exhortations. If you want to be great, make a name for yourself. Go out, climb your own mountain, and chop your own trees. But followed by motherly tenderness, saying you are great and you will be greater. Some of us may have grown up with this kind of leadership and some of us may have not. But today, you have heard the secret of how to be a good leader. And I hope you're learning, and I hope you can apply it. We need to have both characteristics, like the dad and like the mom. And when we apply it, we will see the fruit. We will be able to say, if you're great, earn the respect. 
but you are great and you will receive more. Thank you again for joining us today at the Carpenters Union. I truly hope and pray that you are blessed by today's message and that there's application in your life. I pray that his face goes before you and shines in your life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you.